0: This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host Ben Carlisle. Let's go, BC Lane Davison, John Tabor's
1: running the board. Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven. We're your home for Louisiana Tech athletics for the next ninety minutes. You heard that right. Lane Davison's back again. Bye week Beck is in. F- He's in mid season form. Old Bye week Beck himself's out. Lane, nice to have you in tonight. Let's go, BC. Glad to be here. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Big show planned for tonight, of course. i like to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course, you can text us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. You can call us on the Fairway Carts Hotline as well, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think the biggest news of the week, obviously, Louisiana Tech goes on the road, uh, Picks up their seventh consecutive win at UTEP, set 42-21. Bulldogs move to 7-1 and overall, 4-0 and in Conference USA play. Uh, you certainly have to be satisfied with where the Bulldogs are at after eight games. You know, BC,
2: I hesitate to say it because I'm a super superstitious person, but something feels a little bit different about this team. I, they have a special quality. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but it just feels like a different tech team this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're the only person that is beginning to have that belief. And, you know, you look at the past three weeks, and we're really going to get into breaking UTEP down in the next segment, but you look at the last three weeks in particular since that first bye week. You look at UMass 69-21. Obviously, you, you pick up the big home win against Southern Miss. Uh, You end that four-game losing streak to the Golden Eagles, and then you go on the road and and take care of business against an inferior opponent in UTEP 42-21. And I think the big key takeaway for me from these three games is, uh, out of UMass and UTEP, we've seen Tech struggle with some lesser opponents, especially in the early portion of the year with Grambling and Rice. Uh, This team really seems to have turned a corner, and and they're starting to click uh, really in all three phases of the game. You said it. They're winning the games they're
2: supposed to, which which can't be understated in Division One college football. Every game is tough to win. I know sometimes we look and we snuff at certain opponents like a UTEP, but those games are tough to win. And Tech hasn't made the crucial mistake that we've seen them make in past years in some of those games. They've had some, oh, here we go again moments. I think of the, uh, the kick return against Southern Miss letting UTEP score an opening drive touchdown. And just when you think, here we go again, they respond uh, in a big way.
1: Well, and, you know, you, you talk about playing lesser opponents and it's not easy to win. And you look at the 42 points that Tech scored against UTEP with ba- really relatively e- easy points. You know, uh, the game was never really close outside of UTEP's touchdown to make it 7-7 to uh, when Tech pulled, reeled off 35 in a row. But like you said, UTEP hadn't given up 40 points all year. It didn't like this was a football team like UMass a few weeks ago where they were just absolutely dreadful. It was pretty uh evident early on though that that tech came to play and it was certainly nice to see and the Bulldogs have now clinched their sixth consecutive winning season uh so long as such strength they've had since nineteen seventy one through nineteen seventy eight when Tech had a winning season for eight straight years under maxie lambright I don't know about you, but i I wasn't around back in seventy one to seventy eight <laughs> so uh you really have to be. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say you have to be satisfied. Like I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we're satisfied. But you have to be pleased with the direction that the program's headed. I know Skip takes a lot of heat, and the head coach is always going to take a lot of heat. But one thing we've learned, maybe the most important thing we've learned this year after the seven and one start, this program is far from stagnant. No,
2: not at all. And I think I think you said it. Um, we weren't around the '70s. Um, tech wasn't even playing at the highest level of college no. football in that era. So it begs the question, are, are the 2010s the golden era of Tech football?
1: I, I would have a hard – and this is obviously opens a can of worms, and you're going to have uh, a bunch of different arguments. And that's not to say anyone's wrong in this argument by any means, but I think you have to –
2: especially of the D1 era. At the D1 era, and like you said, they're not stagnant. I, what are we at, a, a top – Forty recruiting class. Oh, this absolutely. Year. Yeah, the recruiting
1: so, class at forty two overall, I think. We're so. at
2: twenty nineteen, about to launch into the next decade. That's yeah. that's promising. And,
1: and things are certainly trending in the right direction. Let's go ahead and jump to the fairway carts hotline, we're joined by Brett. Brett, what you got for us tonight?
3: All right, I didn't get to call in on the Southern Miss Postgame show, which hey, what a fantastic problem to have. What a fantastic game. And that the hunting camp had bad signal, one need to call in last Saturday, this past Saturday. But I just wanted to say, something we talked about at the beginning of the season after the Texas game was how was Tech going to fare against bad opponents? And we saw them struggle against Grambling, and we saw them struggle against Rice, and I, for one, thought, well, all right, it's, it's the same old Tech from the past three or four years, you know uh Gonna come in and, and, and lose to bad teams or struggle against bad teams, and then keep it neck and neck with decent teams or, or teams that Tech has parity with. But I but beat beat Bowling Green handily, uh, tore up on El Paso, and I know there's one more in U-Mass, there. That's really UMass, team. Uh, UMass, yeah, and just dominated UMass and. I am just I'm loving the way this team's rolling right now.
1: Well, and I think I'm that, loving it. And I think that's the sign of, you know, like you said, the last 3 or 4 years we've seen them have some issues with some lesser opponents and and what what's the mark of a good football team? You have to dominate lesser opponents and then when you get into some games like you said, against some opponents that you compare with more more or less, you compete in those games and you figure out a way to win and that's exactly what this football team is doing.
3: Exactly, and, and hey, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm getting my bowl tickets wherever they are. I'm signing up. I mean, unless it get gypped and you got another Hawaii or Bahamas type of <laughs> thing, uh, you know. But uh, you know, I'm I'm ready. Uh, and like I said, I'm loving what this season is doing. And glad basketball season's picking up this weekend. Since uh, no Tech football, no LSU football, no Saints football. I don't know what to do. Absolutely, so, y'all keep
1: up the great work. Absolutely appreciate, appreciate the call. It. Yeah, you can call us. You can text us, just like Brett did on the Fairway Carts Hotline eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. And just to touch on the seven and one start, obviously it's been an impressive start. Uh, you look at some of the uh, national recognition that Tech's received. Uh, SB Nation has Tech at number twenty four in the country. Uh, USA Today coaches poll: the Bulldogs got twenty two votes this week. Uh, that puts them at twenty ninth in the country. Got six more votes in the AP poll, so. You know, we we can sit here and we can nitpick and we can talk about the schedule, this and that and the other, but you're seven and one. That's what gets you some national recognition. I I don't think AP voters or coaching poll voters or SB Nation is going and saying, man, LaTeX strength of schedule is this or that. No, they want to see you win. And that's the most important thing. And that's something uh, that this team's been doing really well uh, ever since the calendar struck September.
2: Yeah. And. Like putting stock in those lists can be mostly meaningless, especially for the players themselves, you know, getting too big of an ego. Oh, absolutely. Rat poison. Rat poison, exactly. But, I mean, for the fans, that is nice to see the state tee on some of those lists and and be recognized as a top team.
1: Well, and I think that's the thing, you know, and when you talk about. Skip Holtz has been here for six years and all the great things that he's done for the program. We talk about it almost weekly. You're looking for that next step. Well, here's the next step. Compete and get yourself to the top 25, and they're certainly on the verge of that. Let's jump right back to the Fairway Carts Hotline, joined by Rafe. Rafe, how are we doing tonight? Hey, man, doing great. How are you? Oh, pretty good. What you got on your mind? <laughs> well, I, there is a
4: notable difference, I thought, in the kind of jump off of what Brett said in that UTEP game, a lot of times, uh, whenever we've gone into a team that that's more conservative and tries to sit on the ball and and, and um, eliminate the number of um, limit the number of possessions, we'll just match that and, and you know and hopefully get the last score and win the game. But in this particular game, it looked like um, Jay Moore wasn't settling for the the short throw. There were a few times where he went for the, the more you know, the more productive throw. And it, it was it, it really paid off for us. And I'm wondering if if he's thinking with these next three or four games that we're gonna have to score points and so it's not gonna be good enough to, to be able to sell in the ball and, and hope to beat North Texas. So we need to get into the habit of, of putting up points and it seems to me that with Jay Moore's numbers and the type of plays he was calling and you saw all the alignments and strange stuff we were doing in that game that, that we're looking to score more. You know, and and I know that puts a little bit of um of pressure on the defense, but it even looked like the defense was practicing what it feels like whenever you get into a, a more of a shootout type game. Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, I completely agree with you. And I think the the big thing for tech, especially offensively Uh, You know, obviously Holtz has really opened things up. We're seeing nearly every week we're seeing some different looks offensively. I thought against UTEP we saw a lot of the running back screen game, uh, which we haven't seen in recent weeks. We saw some 4 wide receiver sets to one side of the field. They're giving defenses a bunch of different things to prepare for, but Skip has also uh, got 100% trust in Jamar. I know you're a big Justin Henderson fan. The element that he's added to this offense and creating some balance I really think has opened up some things as well. And and I don't think you can say enough uh, about what Malik Stanley's meant to the offense as well at receiver. But like you said, the offense is really clicking. And over the next few weeks, uh, when you talk about North Texas, Marshall, and UAB, like you said, Tech's going to have to figure out a way to score some points uh, because we might see a shootout, especially against North Texas here in a couple weeks.
4: Yeah, they're going to score points, and and that's what we have to accept. They're going to score points, but it looks like, He's getting more confident that we can, if we need to, we can outscore teams. I agree. And that's something like you, you looked at the box scores and the schedule for UTEP. There's not a lot of teams that put a whole lot of points on them. Yep. But but we did, and I think that it's just really scratching the surface. We're we're going to look at you know maybe giving up more points, but also score more points going forward.
1: Absolutely, Ray. We certainly appreciate the call.
4: All right, man. Y'all
1: take care. You too. You can call us. You can text us just like Brad or Rafe did on the Fairway Cars hotline, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. And obviously, Louisiana Tech, 42-21 victory uh, over UTEP. And we want to take time to mention Jmar Smith uh, was named the Louisiana Sportswriters Association Offensive Player of the Week. uh completed 29 of 35 throws. That's 83% uh, for 338 yards, three touchdowns. That's with three drops. Uh, that could have easily been 32 of 35 for 380 yards. Um, Lane, is it too early to say j might find himself in an NFL camp come next fall? No, I, I don't think it is at all, and there's no secret. I don't want to open a can of worms, no, but we, we he's won't, playing pretty well. We won't
2: go too far down that rabbit hole, but I don't think it's any secret that you, especially you and myself, have been Jamar apologists over the years, and and I think we're seeing him, like like Rafe was talking about, making some of those throws that are emblematic of more confidence. Whereas in past he may have taken the check down instead. Now he's throwing a dime to Griffin A. Bear in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown, and that's just emblematic of confidence. And I think he is a microcosm of this team. And we've seen him in the last two years um, show moments of brilliance, but overall kind of crumble against expectations. And that's been this team. Uh, uh, this team on a bigger scale and as jmar is gone we've seen this team uh, go from having moments of brilliance to having uh, a season's worth of mostly brilliance oh
1: absolutely and of course you know like i said we're going to talk about utep coming up in the next segment we'll really recap the win uh, louisiana tech moves to seven to one four and oh in the conference uh real quick let's take a look at some of former bulldogs in the nfl boston scott uh finds his way into the end zone for the eagles for the first time in his career let's i thought go. that was pretty cool yeah Congrats to Boston. I know the Eagles are on a bye week following uh, their game this Sunday. I'm going to try to get Boston on the show next week. Uh, just kind of get an update on how things are going for him up in Philadelphia. I uh, got Nick Lewis joining the program tonight uh, 6.30. Uh, Nick's with the Forgotten Five. We'll talk some Conference USA football. Kind of get his thoughts on some some things from an outsider's perspective. Uh, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan will join us at 7 p.m. I, I don't know if you've heard, but Uh, Big basketball game Saturday afternoon. LSU comes to town. Yeah, LSU, uh, number 22-ranked team in the country, uh, comes to town for an exhibition game. Of course, all proceeds uh, will go to Tornado Relief. Uh, Should be a great atmosphere. Uh, if nothing more than that. Yeah,
2: it's, I mean, it's an exhibition game, and it can only mean as much as an exhibition game can mean. But anytime the Tigers decide to yeah. come up to Ruston, that's a big deal. Well, and
1: I think the big thing for Tech is, you know, there, there's some pretty big expectations for this team, and we're going to talk about uh, the basketball team in the final segment of the show. But they're picked number three in the preseason. I think they got 11 juniors and seniors on this roster uh, this is certainly a big season for Eric Conkle in his fifth year, and you get an opportunity to put your product in front of six or 7,000 fans. Exactly, It's certainly a, a big opportunity to springboard your way into some big crowds. A, a, a
2: trailer for the season, if you will.
1: Absolutely. And if you would like tickets to the Louisiana Tech and LSU game uh, this weekend, text us. Uh, you can text LA Tech and LSU to 888-993-7762. Uh, we'll be giving away two pairs of tickets uh, later in the show, so be sure to text us la Tech and LSU at 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. We'll go ahead, jump to our first time out. We come back from the break. We'll break down Louisiana Tech's 42-21 victory over UTEP. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Uncommon.
5: How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC.
6: Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud Latex supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and B.F. Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service—a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope, fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Minden. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood even have fun in the woods during hunting I mean hunting season and fairway carts always has a great selection of easy go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget experience the comfort of an easy go personal cart the convenience of a multi passenger cart or the rugged durability of an easy go utility cart Yes, fun season is coming and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new easy go from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531 just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART.
0: Have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue
1: Radio. Ben Carlisle, Lane Davison coming to you from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios here in Ruston, Louisiana. Quick text on the Fairway Carts hotline from Gary. Did I hear that Skip's salary is incentive-laden? If so, how is it laid out? If Skip wins out and bowl, I'm afraid somebody comes calling. I'm being selfish, but I don't want him to go anywhere. How Skip's contract is laid out, Gary, is he has a $700,000 salary, which ranks 10th in Conference USA, but every year that he wins eight games, he gets an additional year added on to his contract. So it's not necessarily incentive-laden, but – Every year that he does win eight games, it uh, tax another year onto his contract. I believe that contract was agreed to prior to the 2017 season. So l- let's jump into this Louisiana Tech 42-21 victory over UTEP. Now, Bulldogs are seven and one, four and zero the conference, only unbeaten team in the conference. But l- let's give a little background on UTEP. Last time the Miners have beaten the Bulldogs in El Paso, prior to this was 1939. Wow. Yeah, been a while. And let me tell you, the fan base in El Paso showed it. I bet there weren't more than five or 6,000 out there. Oh, that's being generous. Uh, probably so. Probably so. I heard there was, uh, you know, the the fan base for the minors were getting a little involved with the tech players on the <laughs> sidelines, trying to get some autographs, which, you know, if you want a collegiate player's autograph, we saw the new uh, thing that was voted on by the NCAA that players will be, uh, can be paid for their likeness going forward. You, you can Did get they it. dish out a ten?
2: They may ask for a few bucks. You can get their autograph. <laughs> you might a, be paying for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the win, uh, Tech piles up 490 yards of total offense. Defense limits UTEP to only 325 yards and forced three turnovers. And and speaking about the offense for Tech, I mentioned in the previous segment, Jamar goes 29 of 35, 338 yards, three touchdowns. He hits eight different receivers. I think it was the best game he's probably played in his career. He's I now agree. 12th nationally in passing yards. And I said in the previous segment, can we can we think that he might get into a NFL camp now? One thing's for sure. This kid is playing some football. He's a ball player. And he's got some confidence. He's playing with a little bit, I don't know if arrogance is, he's playing with some flash to his game. And he's just getting the ball to his receivers. And we're able to see... New, like I said, eight different receivers. And
2: let, Let's take a, a minute. I know there's been a lot of love for j Marr, and deservedly so, as you're pointing out. But let's take a minute to 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 ask, where did the receiving core come from? Well, C.J. Powell dominating the slot. Bear leading the team in TDs, I think. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh,
1: Malik Stanley, threat in all areas the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, and that's a good point. And talking, coming into this season, we talked about the receiving core we said there's a lot of depth. But we've talked in years past that there's been a lot of depth as well. But now this is some quality depth. You talk about C.J. Powell, six catches, 85 yards. Heck, Justin Henderson had 73 yards out of the backfield, which he's a whole different story in himself, the element that he's added to the offense. He goes for 138 total yards, two touchdowns. You mentioned Bear had a touchdown catch. Stanley had a touchdown catch. Like you said, Bear leads the team in receiving or in receiving touchdowns. I think Stanley's second on the team in touchdowns. Uh, Jamar's up to 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. We haven't even mentioned Adrian Hardy, who's probably the most talented receiver. Yeah, he was
2: the brightest star coming into the season. But Absolutely. We've kind of seen him fade the most, but he's still there. You know, could yeah, yeah, could, could shine to any exactly. week. Exactly,
1: and there's just so many different weapons that they can beat you with offensively, and I didn't think that the run game, I know Henderson had 65 yards, and Tucker added 56 yards in, on eight carries, and... I didn't think the run game was all that impressive, but when you look at what UTEP was trying to do to Tech defensively, their clear goal coming in this game was they weren't going to let you beat them over the top. They're going to rush three or four guys. They're going to play zone. The safety was going to play as far back as the deepest man, and they were going to force you to execute. And did Jaymar execute? Started the game thirteen out of thirteen. Really impressive. Unbelievable. And, and he continues to play so well and. You know, you talk about the offensive line in this game, and I I thought Jawite Stallworth struggled some at right tackle. There was three holding calls uh, for Tech on the offensive line. So if that's one area uh, that you want to kind of point out, I I think you could point to the offensive lines. I I I don't know if struggles is the right word. They just had some issues up front, but they've been playing well for the most part. And then shifting to the defensive side, I think the best way to put it defensively is, it wasn't pretty, but they got the job done.
2: No, and I think they've kind of carved that identity out for themselves. Exactly, They're not a smothering, suffocating, allow no, set, it's not seven, the style they play. 14-point defense. They're going to bend, and uh, they're going to break some, but ultimately they got the ability to force some turnovers and to come up with a big stop in a crucial moment. Well,
1: and here's, here's the key thing that I, I went and looked back at some of the stats, Lane, and you look at UTEP's offense in the first half, 152 total yards. Then you look at the second half when Diaco was able to make some adjustments. They had just 32 yards against the starters. And then they pile up 154 yards in pop up So, like, like Diaco or not as a defensive coordinator, he's certainly making an impact when he gets an opportunity to make some adjustments at the half. And Tech was missing James Jackson in this game at outside linebacker, which I believe were some of the issues in the run game early on. Uh, especially in that first half. Amik Robertson continues to play well. Uh, He had four tackles, one fumble recovery, one sack, one forced fumble. Uh, You know, with five interceptions on the year, I think it's fair to say Amik Robertson's headed towards an All-American he's having an all-american
2: type year yeah you gotta say he should be considered for that and he's he's in the running for the thorpe award as well I absolutely believe. yeah he's a semifinalist and, uh, for that Yeah, you know, i was critical of him in the a column i wrote after the uh fiu game james morgan torched him a couple times yep. for a couple touchdowns and i was pretty critical of him but he's done nothing but prove me wrong
1: oh so. he's bounced back in a big way and certainly deserves a lot of credit let's jump right back to the fairway carts hotline joined by reggie reggie what you got for us tonight
7: uh, not much, fellas. I want to just go ahead and dive right into it. Um, I'm calling about Skip, and uh, Skip. You know, he just re- he just he just reminds me of a certain redhead in Dallas. You know, uh, Jason Hitt. What? Um, he just he just screams mediocrity to me. And uh, Reggie, you know, my, this is two what, weeks what, in a row. Hey, what's uh, my, my question is what's the end game with him? Because I'm tired of mediocre bowls and i'm just looking for conference titles from now on and uh you know bowl game after bowl game i'm not i'm not happy about that i want titles not just uh not just six and
1: six bowl games so uh,
7: i'll hang up and listen
1: oh well if that in the most reggie call last week reggie call says tech can't get off the ground after they get knocked down after a win against southern miss this week they go out with a dominant win and he calls in comparing him to Jason Garrett. I don't think Skip has... I don't think
2: Reggie watches football. I, I, I'm i very skeptical of that. Also, I'm skeptical of Skip's clapping skills compared to Jason Garrett. It, I, I don't think they're on par. So, I, I, I wouldn't really make that comparison, Reggie. With all due respect, buddy.
1: I just... Reggie just needs to pipe down. He, he just needs to pipe down. So, Lane, I got a question for you. Come on. You You look at this LaTex win over UTEP, and it was 42-21. Obviously... The game was not as close as the score may indicate, and when when you talk about top twenty five rankings, you talk about you know getting into the top twenty five, getting over that hump, and being considered one of the best twenty five programs in the country in a given year. How much do those two late touchdowns that UTEP scored like? Do, does that make you feel like golly, we missed an opportunity because you know these voters they're probably scouting box scores or Is it not really that big of a deal? Because at the end of the day, you won, and that's all that matters.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the latter. I don't think they matter at all, and I'm gonna tell you why. You get on a bus. I'm assuming a bus. You drive. Is a a
1: flight. A flight. Okay, so you get on a plane. You fly over. Hold on. Might I say, Tech was unable to fly to Monroe due to sinkholes on the runway. Had to drive to Shreveport. Hour delay. What okay. A, what a time to be you alive. You may proceed.
2: You fly over the barren wasteland that is West Texas, land in El Paso, to play a game in front of less than 5,000 people against a 1-in-7 a, a team. It's hard to get up. It's hard to get up for that. And not only did they get up, they put up 42 points in less than four quarters of football, brought in a lot of second-teamers toward the end and gave up a couple garbage-time touchdowns. I'm not mad about that, and I'm not going to uh, – Uh, analyze toward paralysis the fact that maybe a voter is looking at a box score so they can inflate the ego of Tech a little bit more if we wouldn't have given up those two touchdowns. I just don't think it matters. I'm more concerned with the morale of the team. And like we've talked about, getting a win against an inferior opponent in a game that could be a trap for Tech in former years, they didn't. They put up 42 points. I'm happy with that.
1: Oh, hey, fair enough. Got a text on the text line in regards to Reggie. There's that ULM Tiger fan. You said it, not me. You said another text on the text line. How do we get Baker to be more productive rushing the passer? It seems like he is so concerned about his run responsibilities that he's slowing down his rush. And Listen, I'm not going to argue that Willie hasn't been a great passer. Or hasn't been a great passer. He hasn't been. But we're eight games into the year, and Willie Baker has one sack. At this point, early in the year, I said, you know, Tech has to quit jopping him in the coverage, giving an opportunity to rush the passer, but now I'm to the point where maybe he's just not that great of a pass rusher.
2: I think Tech fans have been a little bit spoiled over the last few years. Von Dora, Vernon, Butler. and we've, And we
1: saw Willie have four sacks against Hawaii, and I think it kind of brought on some unrealistic expectations, and that's what a performance like that will do, but I'm just of the belief, like he's not a great pat, Like he's fine, he can get some pressure, but he's not going to be a guy that gets eight to ten sacks.
2: Yeah, I agree. You don't compare him to a standard that uh, that other than maybe one game in a
1: flash, he hasn't set for himself. Yeah, so that's kind of my take on it. So that that'll do it for the UTEP coverage. Bulldogs win forty-two twenty-one, move to seven and one overall, four and zero in conference USA play. Again, if you'd like tech tickets to Louisiana Tech and LSU. This weekend, inside the Thomas Assembly Center, 4 p.m. tip uh, against the Tigers. You can text us on the fairway carts hotline. Text Louisiana Tech and LSU, 888-993-7762. Be sure to include your name. We'll pick a winner later in the show. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
6: Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426.
5: At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC.
6: The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com.
8: DQ fans, your favorite chicken strips just got a sweet BFF. It's the DQ Chicken and Waffle Basket, a next-level chicken strip basket with 100% all-white meat chicken strips paired perfectly with a sweet Belgian waffle. Plus fries and syrup. It's a treat and an eat. And it's totally delicious. Try the sweet and savory chicken and waffle basket today. And don't forget your blizzard, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good.
0: for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech Sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762.
1: Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio Lane. Text line's blowing up tonight. Let's go. Got a text from Brett. They should be able to tell garbage time scores from close close game scores. Shouldn't matter, Brett. I'm not sure we should give the media so much credit. Tech from Joey and Bozier. I'm not concerned with how the last, with the last two touchdowns by UTEP affected any potential top 25 votes. If Tech keeps winning, the votes will come. And I think that's a good point as well, Joey. I think, especially you look at the North Texas game here in a couple of weeks, you win that game and you're 8-1, and one, it's going to be extremely difficult to keep Tech out.
2: Yeah, control what you can control, right? Tech has set themselves up very nicely after beating Southern Miss this season. They control their own destiny. They have two more difficult road games, I would say, in Marshall and UAB. Uh, you win one of those preferably against UAB,
1: and and there's no way that, that
2: Tex ain't out of the top 25 down the stretch.
1: Absolutely. One more text from an unnamed texter. I'm uh, This is on Willie Baker. I'm overseeing him in pass coverage. There's got to be someone better than him in that role. And I think that's fair uh, when you talk about Willie Baker playing in pass coverage. I certainly think that's fair. Uh, when you look at that element of his game. But I also think that uh, he hasn't necessarily uh, played all that well because he hasn't necessarily done it a ton either. So, you know, you talk about a new scheme, you talk about some things that he's getting used to, and that's one of those elements that he'll continue to grow in the older and older he gets. And we look at what Bob Diaco likes to do. Um, he he likes to play the 3-4 scheme where his outside linebackers are, are required to play in coverage, and that 's just something that he 's not doing all that well, so uh, we haven 't been able to reach Nick Lewis of the Forgotten Five on the H- Fairway Carts hotline to this point. Uh, of course, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline with your thoughts uh, on Louisiana Tech season. You can give us your thoughts on Louisiana Tech and LSU coming up this Saturday at four p m inside the Thomas Assembly Center if you 'd like to win tickets to that game. Uh, you can text Tech and LSU. To 888-993-7762, we'll pick a winner coming up in just a couple of segments. So, Lane, let's talk about Conference USA uh, last week in the league. Obviously, Louisiana Tech defeats UTEP 42-21, but uh, there were some real intriguing matchups. Let's get some of the stinkers out of the way first. Uh, You talk about FAU defeats Old Dominion 41-3. Uh, the Monarchs program uh, is headed downhill in a hurry. Uh, Bobby Wilder, 1-7. I I know they have a tremendous amount of support in Norfolk. They've just built a brand-new stadium. You have to think, uh, if he doesn't really win out from this point, they're going to have to make a change. No
2: doubt. Um,
1: And I hate to, with all
2: due respect, to Old Dominion and Charlotte. You know, it's been touted that CUSA is a top-heavy league, and when it, you look at some of those teams, th- those are the suspects that are kind of uh, uh, circulating that opinion.
1: Well, and I'm glad you mentioned Charlotte, because our good friends out in North Carolina haven't had the best year. You know, you, you look at them, they're now 3-5, and 1-3 and three in the league, but their one win in the league came this weekend. They win a home game 39-38 over North Texas. Now, this is a North Texas team, they're now 3-5, and five. They're two and two in the league. Seth trails, the highest paid coach, uh, making nearly one point nine million. The Mean Green, they got some questions to get answered before they come to Rustin in two weeks. Well, I think Mason Fine
2: was uh was touted as the potential conference player yeah, of the year. And, and he's played all right. He's been okay. But losing to Charlotte That's it, unacceptable that's not good enough.
1: Well, and that's a North Texas defense that's allowing thirty three points a game and, and I know North Texas put thirty eight on him and and we've had some brief discussions at com that, you know, North Texas is going to score a ton of points against Tech and Fine's going to pick us apart. You should have seen what he did to Charlotte. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Charlotte's got the 127th ranked defense in the country. Like, I'm pretty sure me and you could go out there and pick them apart. Yeah. I, I, so, like, well, I don't think it's an uh, accurate indicator. I'm just saying it's not an accurate indicator to say he picked Charlotte apart so he can pick Tech. Like, Charlotte lock Tech. I, I'm not going to say they're comparable at this point.
2: No, no, not at all. That's like saying, you know, Mason Rudolph picked the, oh. the, the the Bengals apart so he can pick the Patriots apart. It's a different opponent. Yeah, Rudolph ain't picking too many people Well, apart. Well, we'll pump the brakes on that yeah, take.
9: We'll, we'll
1: cut our Steelers talk a little short. Uh, Marshall <laughs> knocks off Western Kentucky 26-23. Uh, Western Kentucky was unbeaten in the East Division coming into that game. Marshall hits a 53-yard field goal as time expired You certainly don't see collegiate kickers hitting 53-yard field goals too often. No,
2: I mean, especially at this level, and, you know, good for that guy.
1: Oh, absolutely. A big kick and a big win for Marshall. Uh, They're now, I I know, they're percentage points behind Western Kentucky, but uh, they're certainly holding the tiebreaker aspect uh, in the East Division. You certainly have to give them some credit. Middle Tennessee, uh, really the shocker of the week for me, beats Florida International, 50-17, Fifty to seventeen. Tony Franklin, former Tech OC, loves to throw the football. In this one, he runs it fifty-five times, four hundred and seventy-one yards. Only had twenty-two yards through the air. Wow! Wow! wow.
2: That's the uh, the Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson recipe right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just ran it straight down the throat of Florida International. you got got to respect that. Oh, absolutely. Give Franklin some respect. We we know he's a good offensive coordinator. Let's jump back to the Fairway Carts hotline. Another caller on the hotline joined by Blake. Blake, what you got
10: for us tonight? Hey, baby, baby. What's happening? Not much, brother. I've been watching a Louisiana Tech from the Houston market, and it's been amazing. I've loved every second of it. It's changed my life. And I'll tell you what, last year it, was, it stunk and I was terrible. And then this year I enjoy with a cup of coffee, big old fat Domino's pizza, and I enjoy my life watching them because they are crushing it. How has it changed your life? Oh, I kid you not. I sit here and my, it's like my time is super valuable, you know? And so I'm over here sitting on my couch. And I'm like, I'm wasting my time. Watch the tech. And then all of a sudden this year, they're doing great. My relationship with my wife even better than it has been because I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm wanting to dance, have a good time. And so it's awesome. Wait, like, so like, it changed my life for the better. Real
2: quick before you go, you say you're in the Houston market. Did you make it out to the rice game by any chance? If you did, I how, did. How, how does an environment like, of a rice compare to the environment at the Joe?
10: Oh, head and shoulders is one of the worst experiences <laughs> i've ever had there were more tech i will say this there were more tech fans than rice fans there and we were cheering all the dogs it was one of the best games i've been to watching jmar lead team like leader and i'm also one of those jmar haters from the past and i'm hopping on the bandwagon of mr Smith.
2: full convert we got here
1: hey well blake real quick you got 25 minutes till game time who you got astros or nationals in game six
10: uh, I'm taking the Astros, baby. We've got too big of a crowd, and we're ready for it. We had too much experience.
1: <laughs> too big of a crowd. Thanks for the call, Blake. Let's go.
10: <laughs>
1: Man, you got to love the Houston mark chiming in. So, you Crossing never, borders here on Bleed Tech Blue you Radio. You never know what you're going to get on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. So, I mentioned the 50-17 to 17 win for Middle Tennessee over Florida International in the final game of the weekend. Southern Miss 20, Rice 6. Did you happen to catch the end of that game, Lane? I did not. Tell me about it, BC. 13-6, to Southern Miss leading, you know, Jay Hobson, the the man, the myth, the legend, you know, coming off a tough road loss at at Louisiana Tech. Decides he's going to go for the juggler, scores a touchdown with 32 seconds remaining. But, hey, the Vegas gamblers were happy. But, Hobson, we know you didn't blow out rice. You're not tricking anybody. We know Abraham struggled a second consecutive week. No touchdowns. One interception. Only only has 13 touchdowns to nine picks all year. (laughs) And people
2: say we should have kept him over. Yeah,
1: dogs are really missing that one. Looking ahead to Conference USA action this week. Obviously, Louisiana Tech's taking a bye week. Bye week back, in case you're listening. Dogs are on a bye week this week. Uh, UTSA. Money game at Texas A&M. The Aggies are favored by a swift 38. Yikes. Should be a tough one for Frank Wilson. Old Dominion travels to Florida International. The Panthers are favored by 16.5. Both those games are 11 a.m. kickoffs. 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Middle Tennessee travels to Charlotte. Could be an interesting matchup. Uh, Really, the winner of this game has a chance to get to bowl eligibility. Middle Tennessee is a three-point road favorite. Marshall travels to Rice. Now, I get it. Rice is 0-8. Marshall's 5-3. and 3. I've watched this Marshall team play periodically throughout the year. They're not that explosive offensively. We've seen Rice come close to having a couple upsets. I think they got a chance in this one. It's Rice- a long road trip from Huntington. Rice is not...
2: An awful football team. They're a bad football team, but they're not awful. Better than 0-8. They
1: have a win in them, and maybe it's this week. It certainly might be. Marshall's a 10.5-point favorite in that one. UTEP travels to North Texas. Mean Green look to get right before traveling to Louisiana Tech on November the 9th. Mean Green are a 23-point favorite. FAU travels to Western Kentucky. Be a really good matchup as well. Two teams with only one loss in the conference Uh, Really, the loser of this game is probably out of the conference race. Western Kentucky is a a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. And then the final matchup of the week, 6 p.m. kickoff on ESPNU. UAB travels into SEC country, into Knoxville to take on Tennessee. Volunteers are a 12-point favorite. You think UAB's got a chance? I think they do. I think, they might. I think 12,
2: laying 12's a, a a little optimistic.
1: I would take the cover.
2: I definitely take the cover. Um, you know, we haven't seen the best version of Tennessee over the last several years, and I think UAB might have a chance there.
1: Yeah, so real quick, let's run through the Conference USA standards before I get to our next timeout. You look at the East Division, Western Kentucky's on top. Uh, they're 4-1. and one. Marshall's 3-1. and one. Of course, Marshall holds the tiebreaker over Western with the head-to-head win. Florida Atlantic's also three and one. Their lone loss came to Marshall in Boca Raton a couple of weeks ago. Middle Tennessee sitting at two and two. Uh, really, those four teams are the four teams that are fighting it out. I don't think Florida International's in the conversation at two and three. Uh, Charlotte's one and three. Old Dominion's zero oh and four. Uh, you look at the West Division: Louisiana Tech's four and zero, oh, UAB three and one, Southern Miss three and one, North Texas two and two. UTSA two and two, UTEP zero oh and four, and Rice is zero oh and four. And just looking a, a couple of weeks down the road, uh, I know that you know we mentioned that Louisiana Tech hosts North Texas for homecoming on no- November the 9th. Well, there also will be a huge game in Hattiesburg that weekend when UAB travels to Southern Miss. So uh, coming up in two weeks, we're going to see some things within the conference really start shaping out standings wise.
2: Yeah, have your eyes on a swivel that weekend because, uh, like you said, you know a lot of the uh, the sand could shift into position uh, after next weekend. So.
1: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Got a little game we're going to play.
2: Oh, let's go. A
1: little Ode to Colin Cowherd, a little three-word game. Give you our thoughts on Louisiana Tech's eight games to this point in the season. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
5: At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank. The Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC.
6: Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus, all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Rustin and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com.
8: all the time.
5: Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me.
8: My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield.
5: How would I know that?
8: Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out-of-pocket, Acme will bill your insurance.
5: It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror.
11: Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston.
0: stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know keep it right here on bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank call or text the show on the fairway car top line 888-993-7762 welcome back bleed tech blue radio ben carlisle lane davison
1: john tabers running the board got you know it's a bye week it's your second bye week of the year and you kind of get an opportunity to you know play around with some different things and you know, I listen to Colin Cowherd hit right here on Sports Talk 97.7 on a daily basis from 12 to 3 and every Monday he likes to play something called the three-word game. You, you recap each NFL game throughout the year, you give a three-word little short phrase, you know, kind of kind of give us some thought and then you kind of expound on the game a little bit. So we decided we wanted to play that game with Louisiana Tech's first eight games of the season. Of course, you want to call us, you can text us, 888-993-7762. If you want to win tickets to Louisiana Tech and LSU, just text us, La Tech and LSU. Make sure to include your name as well. We've had plenty of texts throughout the show. Again, La Tech and LSU, 888-993-7762. All right, Lane, we're going to start with Texas. Here we go. What you got?
2: Way too early. This was a season that had a lot of question marks surrounding it. And you come into the season on the road at Texas against a team that, on paper, you're overmatched against. And on a season where we're looking for answers, all it did was serve to throw up more question marks. And I think it just goes to show that you got to be patient. You yep. have to be patient, especially with a team at text level. You have to be patient and let some of these players, like a J.M.R. Smith, like Griffin Abair, like Justin Henderson, grow into their roles over the year. And that game
1: was way too early. Here's mine. Stayed in Ruston. Dogs never got off the bus. Too many turnovers offensively. Defense couldn't get stops when they needed them. I I get it. Tech had 413 yards of offense, but three turnovers. Sam Ellinger lights you up through the air. Dogs stayed in Ruston. Pretty all simple. Right. Move to Grambling next week. Dogs win 20-14. to 14. Here's mine. You Go ready? Let me hear it. Does Tech suck? I don't think I was the only person asking no, he, that question. We were all there with you. It came down to an onside kick against an FCS opponent in week two. Fair to say. Does Tech suck?
2: All right. I'll one-up you there. Agree with the same sentiment, but here's my three words. Lots of sweating. Yes, I think if anyone remembers, it was 150 about 150 on the turf. 105 that day, so we yeah. had a lot of sweating, both of the bodily form and of the nervous form, <laughs> yes. with the game against an FCS opponent coming down to an onside kick. What a roller coaster of a season this oh, has been!
1: Absolutely. Sh- shifting gears to Bowling Green, the Dogs moved to two and one. 35-7 win uh, wasn't the most prettiest, you know, wasn't the prettiest win, but you never really felt like. Bowling Green was much of a threat even after they took an early 7-0 lead. What, what you got here? I got. I'm going to cheat on this one a little bit, but I got. But it's Bowling Green,
2: so I'm using Bowling Green as one word. Uh, that's the first game where Tech looked really comfortable. They looked kind of like the version that we've seen now, but again, with all the question marks after the Texas and Grambling game, the 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 uh, the dominating thought was, but it's just Bowling Green. Yeah. How much stock can we actually put in that game? So that's my three words
1: there. Mine was back on track, question mark. Okay. You know, played well in some areas of the game. We saw some decent individual performances. Uh, I know j played pretty well in that game. But, like you said, could you buy into a win over Bowling Green? You follow that up the following week, a Friday night, CBS Sports Network, FIU, the favorite in the East Division. Uh, A lot of Bulldog fans were pointing to this game as – one of those 50-50 games, if this goes Tech's way, it has a chance to you know, be a special season. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Four words. we ready to roll? Dogs pile up 565 yards of offense. Finally create some balance, 290 through the air, 275 on the ground. Kind of felt like Bulldog football was fun again in the 43-31 victory.
2: Absolutely. I won't restate a lot of the same points because, again, I got the same sentiment, but my three words are starting to believe, question mark, that's the first game where Tech faced, like you said, a 50-50, a quality opponent. Um, and, and A team that could score some points yeah. that was at your same level of competition. Totally. They, they
1: played a solid team, and they responded nicely. And you mentioned James Morgan. It was pretty clear, and I would say even at this point, uh, really outside of Ellinger, James Morgan's the best quarterback that Tech's seen. No doubt. Especially through eight games no question. before Mason Fine comes to town. So Bulldogs now 3-1, and 1-0 and in the league. Road trip to Rice, this is one of these games where we talked about an inferior opponent. Could Tech go on the road? Could they take care of business? Uh, I know we had the guys at at the roost on the show that week, and and they thought that this game would be close. I said, I don't see any way it's going to be close. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be an easy Tech win. Bulldogs survived 23-20 in overtime.
2: This was the easiest one when I was writing these earlier today. Tech didn't Tech. And we've seen Ooh. Tech fall short in these games, and so across all sports, especially football, over this decade. And they didn't this time. Jamar Smith stepped up in overtime, scrambled for the walk-off touchdown, and that was, even though it was against Rice, who who was winless and still is, that was a huge momentum
1: point in the season. My three-word phrase: What the hell? Like what? Like what? How how did Tech beat that team twenty-three to twenty? Rice limits Tech's offensive possessions. Bulldogs find a way. Tech didn't Tech. And I, I think that's that's really the biggest takeaway from the game. Like, you won. Like, you're not happy offensively. You're not happy defensively. But, but it, you won. It counts. Yep, you won. And, and you've kept on winning since. Following week, or actually there's a bye week in between. Dogs return home the following week against UMass. A game that was never really close. It was 42 nothing. I believe just two minutes into the second quarter, uh, Tech piles up 600-plus yards of offense in a 69-21 win. What you got?
2: I got good versus bad, and I
1: think that says it all.
2: Um, UMass is just not a good football team, and uh, Tech is a good football team, and uh, that's what the game showed on every aspect of the ball and the box score. Um, That's all I got for that one. For
1: UMass, I got shut it down. UMass, shut the program down. (laughs) You're terrible. You come out running a hurry up offense, and your third and eight and your first pass goes to a Meek Robertson for a touchdown, and then you come out and do the exact same thing and then give up a touchdown on the second offensive play for Tech. Shut it down. Shut the program. You lost by three touchdowns to UConn this past weekend. Shut it if down. Anyone
2: from UMass is listening. You heard it here. Please check Shut, Shut it down.
1: Shut it down. Following week, Southern Miss comes to town. And, and, Lane, I remember when you were on the show, I, I want to say it was at the beginning of last year, and we were going through the tech schedule. And, and one thing that it's always stuck out to me, you always said, until tech beats Southern Miss, I'm never going to believe that tech's going to beat. Like, I got to see it to believe it. Yeah, and I, I'm not the only one. No, no, that's what I was about to say. You're not even close to the only one. Tech fans uh, across Ruston, West Monroe, Shreveport, Minden, and Blanchard, Louisiana had the same <laughs> beliefs. But dogs find a way forty five thirty funnest tech game we've been to in quite some time your your three word phrase again, this may have
2: been the second easiest one ball player university, and that's what tech is this year. We got ball players on this team, and that was the most exciting, maybe the most important game in this decade of joe i a stadium and you said it all. It legitimized this team and this season for so many people, and Tech's been consistently getting top twenty-five votes since. And um, I don't, I don't think it's a fluke. I think this team has some really good ball players: Jamar Smith, Justin Henderson, the receiving core, the defense, Amik Robertson. This team is full of good ball players, and uh, and they beat a good team that they historically haven't been able to. That was huge.
1: Cer- certainly beat a quality opponent for, uh, you know, if you, you consider. FIU a quality opponent is your second quality win. My three-word phrase, daddy teaches son. Amik Robertson intercepts Jack Abraham three times. The Southern Miss signal caller throws four interceptions in the game. Daddy teaches son. You heard it right here. La Tech knocks off Southern Miss 45-30. And now into last week. Louisiana Tech 42-21. Bulldogs moved to 7 and 1 overall 4 and 0 oh in Conference USA with a victory in El Paso over UTEP. Bulldogs are now 3 and 1 on the road. What you got for UTEP?
2: Tough road trip. I touched on this earlier in the show. Who wants to travel across Texas Not to, me. to play a borderline flag football team? And Tech did it and they kept rode the emotional high that they've been on and they uh they went out and gave a quality
1: performance. So I was impressed. Here's mine. This is a an ode to by week back. By week back.
10: That's my quarterback. That's my
1: quarterback. <laughs> Jamar Smith. 29 of 35, 338 yards, three touchdowns. If you're not buying in right now, you're not buying in. No. Like if you don't want to believe in the tech quarterback, you just don't like him. If you don't like the facts, you don't like the facts. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's my quarterback. Text from Marcus from Menden on the hotline. He's got three words. Come on, Marcus. 11-1. and one. Wow. Which brings me to my next question. Lane, there's four games left. You got North Texas in two weeks. You got a, sh- a short week road trip on a Friday night to Marshall. You got a late November matchup prior to Thanksgiving at UAB. And then you got a post-Thanksgiving matchup with the UTSA. What, what, how do you see Tech finish in the last three games, I got a du- or four games?
2: I got a dub against North Texas. I don't think it's going to be a problem. You, we talked about it earlier. They, they barely beat Charlotte this week. I think Tech just overmatched. Um, is going to overmatch them in I all areas of the game. I don't think it's going to be as close as some people may think. Um, I think UAB is a tough road game. Or Marshall before UAB is a tough road game, and UAB is an even tougher road game. I could see maybe a split there. You want to win two to go 11-1. and one. But if you can only win one, you want to beat UAB. Yes, and then uh, UTSA is the the ultimate Thanksgiving trap game against a yep a mediocre team in the conference. To so. be a light
1: crowd as well. So
2: I think eleven and one, 10 and two.
1: Yeah, I think eleven and one, 10 and two is the it's a realistic expectation. Yes. Before the year, I said nine and three, but here it is. It's right here. It's on a silver platter. You want to make some history, here you go. If, if we told you that nine and three at
2: this point in the season would be the worst-case scenario.
1: You'd take it. You'd take it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, good good show right there. I, I love the three-word game.
2: great. We've got to make that a staple. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, we're going to go ahead and take our next time out. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan. Uh, in case you hadn't heard, Louisiana Tech Dunkin' Dogs host LSU Saturday afternoon inside the Thomas Assembly Center if you'd like to win tickets to the game, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Uh, La Tech and LSU, be sure to include your name as well. La Tech and LSU to 888-993-7762. Another quick three-word text from your brother Sutton. Bowl not enough. All right, I like it. I like it. We'll be right back after the break.
6: If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new Easy Go from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New Easy Go Carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your Easy Go. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight year battery warranty don't wait any longer you've got all the reasons you need to buy a new easy go from fairway carts in mended come see the big selection in the showroom on highway 531 just north of i-20 or call 318-371-CART
5: uncommon how would you describe it would it be above the ordinary outstanding exceptional First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the Ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC.
0: The Bleed
6: Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Duboc Rustin Monroe 97.7.
0: Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888 993 7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech
1: Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, Lane Davidson, John Tabor running the board. case you hadn't heard, Louisiana Tech LSU set for a huge exhibition matchup in Ruston, Louisiana, this Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. and joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. To discuss the matchup between the Bulldogs and the Tigers it's Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan. Tommy, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well, Ben, and you? Oh, We're doing good. Thanks for joining us. And you look at this matchup between Louisiana Tech and LSU. Obviously, going back to April, when the tornado occurred, you're the Athletics Director at Tech. And obviously, it put a tremendous amount on your plate. But have you had time to look back over the last few months? and reflect on just how special this community is. And I've been in Ruston for 10 years, and we hear the word about Ruston floated around. You always hear family so much. But uh, when we had this disaster happen, I think the community of Ruston really came together and made that true.
7: Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you you saw that literally hours after the tornado had passed through, uh, in which uh, people from... uh, certainly from Ruston, but even from all over uh, the region we're coming in to help with the bl- debris cleanup. And uh, and that's continued uh, all the way through, uh, you know, even in recent days, all, you know, certainly leading up to this game. And then it's going to even be beyond that in terms of the help and the assistance uh, of the people of this great uh, community and, and university. It, it truly is a family, and we do always say that, and we feel it. But I think for the for the first time you really – you almost really got to see it in action uh, on a broad scale, and, and it was just such a uh, something that was so so ugly and so so harmful and destructive uh, created uh, some, some things that were so uh, so unifying and beautiful, and and, uh, and and I think that's what makes this great place uh, so special, and uh, it's gonna it is what is going to make us even better uh, as we continue to rebuild. Uh, from the devastation.
1: And you look at this matchup between Louisiana Tech and LSU, an exhibition game, Hoops for Disaster Relief. Uh, how did this game come about? How did the two universities uh, work together and make this happen? I, I know it's been uh, quite some time since LSU's been to Rustin on the hardwood.
7: Yeah, I think since the 1940s, if I remember correctly, uh, from some numbers that I saw. But, uh, you know, this, this is uh, 100% Coach Conkle. You know, he Again, you know, I am elbow deep, knee deep, we're all knee deep in it. And everybody's thinking about their ways that they can help, right? I mean, uh, again, whether that's, you know, immediately after with a debris cleanup or, you know, some type of fundraiser or a bottled donation of water or whatever. And I think at some point over the next over several days afterwards, just like everyone else, Coach Conkle is thinking, How can how can I help? How can I make a difference other than just helping to clean up and you know the NCAA started doing this a couple of years ago, where they were allowing teams typically an exhibition game. It is it is a you know, rule in the NCAA manual. You can have an exhibition game in which people can come in and watch uh, a game, but it, it can't be against two Division One opponents. So typically, our exhibition not typically all the time our exhibition games are against non Division One opponents. And so, but here lately, the NCAA has been granting waivers. For two D1 teams to play an exhibition, charge admission and then donate that to an approved charity or cause. So you've seen this um, at different places. I think Kansas and Missouri played, and I don't remember if it was a maybe a tornado or something that had come through the area and they played for that disaster recovery. Um, and there's just been different things. I know that El Paso and Texas Tech played to help the victims of uh, the El Paso shooting just last week. And so it was Coach Conkle. He came up with the idea. He immediately contacted Coach Wade. And, again, uh, I, you know, we have to say thanks to them, to LSU. I mean, they did not have to say yes. And so we are grateful that Coach Wade and, and the administration at LSU said, you know what, we will do one of our exhibition games and we'll go on the road. They could have said, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it here at LSU and let's raise a bunch of money and give it to you. But, no, they agreed to come to Ruston. And I think it's important I been, you know, talking to our staff and, uh, to those that are helping with the game is, you know, we we want to put on a great show. We want to be in mid-season conference form with the Band of Pride and with the video board, and we want to do it. We want to put our best foot forward. One, we're going to be introducing a lot of people to the Duncan Dogs early in the season uh, that I think can help carry momentum, you know, throughout the rest of the year. But also, I do want LSU. I want to beat them, but I want them to walk away saying, man, this was great. And I, and I hope that leads to other games down the road with them. We had not played them in Baton Rouge for a long time, and we finally got to play them last year, played a great game. So I think this is a positive step in an effort to hopefully continue a relationship and scheduling
1: that we enjoy. And, and I know you mentioned various other exhibition games as well, and it, it certainly was cool as well. I know Tech went up to uh, Delaware, I believe it was last year, to play in one of their – uh, tournaments. It was also cool to see Penn State and Delaware uh play an exhibition game to raise money for the tornado in Ruston as well.
7: Yeah, I mean again it it's you know, I think it's, it's one, it shows that they're, you know, that teams do want to play Division One teams and not play non Division One and so they'll use it. But Coach Conkl sent out an email to every Division One coach in the pro in the in the country asking them to consider doing a waiver, just like we did. Uh, to play that game. And Penn State and Delaware were the ones that uh, acted on that, and we were very grateful uh, for them as well. Again, all the money, all the money on this Saturday, the tickets that you buy, um, I had to buy my tickets. So when people ask for free tickets, there were no free tickets. So I had to buy my tickets. Uh, and so all this money is going to go to disaster relief. Uh, we've got a big uh, a brunch that morning where Coach Wade and Coach uh, Conkle are going to speak. And we've got a seafood extravaganza uh, that's going to be at the Argent Pavilion, which people can buy a plate of seafood. Uh, And all of this money that we have it's going to be like a tailgate atmosphere with the jump houses and Lake Bulldog Village for a football game. And then as everyone goes into the game, all the money that's collected is going to go directly to help with the rebuild.
1: How have ticket sales been going to this point? They've been going really well. we had
7: initially five hundred students, uh free student ticket. They got gobbled up. We had another dozen that came in, another five hundred, and I think last I, I heard that we were getting close to that that extra five hundred, so over a thousand students I, I suspect we'll have fifteen hundred to two thousand students there. Uh, and I think that right now we're somewhere around three to four thousand tickets sold, and so you can start doing the math on that and we hold seventy eight hundred roughly right a little under eight thousand. I don't know if it'll be a sellout, uh, but it's going to be a great atmosphere. And uh, we're we're just really, really excited about kicking off the basketball season, doing it here, and doing it for a close, uh, to help this effort.
1: And if fans are still looking to get tickets, what's the best way that they can get tickets for this matchup Saturday afternoon?
7: Well, they, I mean, think mean, the best way is to go on sports.com and, and click on the ticket link. You can buy them on your phone and, and come right in and scan them. You certainly can. Come up to the ticket office or call the ticket office. But uh, and you can come, you know you can walk up and buy a ticket. But I will tell you, it's been a long time since I can say you know I, I would not wait too long uh, because we did get a lot of volume today, going We got a lot of a lot of high school teams that are trying to come and 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 uh, those are going to be big blocks that are going to be taken up. So if you've been thinking about it, it's at four o'clock on Saturday at the Thomas Assembly Center. I'd get up tomorrow, make a note, go ahead and get your tickets, and remember. That money's not coming to Louisiana Tech Athletic Department to our budget. It's going into a special account into the Louisiana Tech Foundation that's going to be turned around and used to help rebuild our campus.
1: Absolutely. And just shifting to football real quick before we let you go, uh, homecoming's coming up in two weeks. Uh, obviously, the Bulldogs on the gridiron are off to a 7-1 and one start of won seven straight games, only undefeated team in Conference USA. I know you guys released some uh, pretty sweet ticket deals for this. Uh, how important it is for fans to continue to support the football team as well.
7: No, it, it's so important. I mean, we're, we're in a position that we've not been in in a long time. I mean, we're on a seven-game win streak, and, you know, we've got an opportunity in two weeks to, to get our eighth win in a row uh, at home for homecoming uh, against a team that we've battled uh, a lot in the last six years that we've been in the league. Uh, I, I think it's just a special time, in the way that the team is playing. Anybody that's watched them, you know, at home or, or seen them on the road, there's there's just a little something extra special about this team. And I think that we've got an opportunity to have a special season and, and to uh, to continue that and, and, and to get into that championship. I'd love to host the championship. I want to get it, you know, the car in front of the horse. But, you know, we've got that opportunity in front of us. And, uh, you know, we're going to need our fans down the stretch, you know, at this home game, uh, homecoming against North Texas. And then that last game, I mean, we know at Thanksgiving sometimes it's hard to get Our students there, we we really need our fans to show up and and really support this team uh, the last two games.
1: Absolutely, Tom. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio and looking forward to a fantastic atmosphere inside the Thomas Assembly Center Saturday afternoon.
7: Well, Ben and Lane, appreciate what you guys do to to help spread the news of Louisiana Tech and and appreciate you all doing this show.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Thank you. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Lane, and, and Tommy mentioned it, it's, it's been quite some time before uh, we've had to say, you know, get your tickets in advance. We've seen some good atmospheres over the years, and, and it's an exhibition game. We get it. But if if we can get six or 7,000 people inside the Thomas Assembly Center, exhibition or not, it's for a great cause. Support our Ruston community. Uh, I know a lot of cleaning up has been done. But life is far from normal. Uh, you, you can just come drive through Ruston, and it's easy to see that these days. So make sure you come out to the Thomas Assembly Center. Uh, it should be a fantastic day.
2: Yeah, I think I think those of us who live in town have become a little desensitized to it. Um, now we're going on, what, four months yeah. since, four or five months since the disaster itself. You drive through town, you kind of, your eyes gloss over a lot of the damage that's still around. And uh, the reality of it is, is like there, there's still a lot of work to be done. We're you know, five miles into a thousand mile journey here. And so, uh, I think this game is just going to be awesome, both on a basketball level and a community. Well, level.
1: and I think it's really important, you know, aside from the disaster relief, one thing that Tommy pointed out, like this is a golden opportunity. You're going to have so many fans inside that arena that aren't normally at a game and coach Conkle And I know his staff and his players are really looking forward to playing in front of a big environment. High school kids. Oh, yeah, and you get an excellent opportunity to win yourselves a lot of fans, and you could potentially uh, make for a really special basketball season because I'll be honest with you, we love football, but when you get inside the Thomas Assembly Center and that place is rocking, no like, environment oh, like it. it's incredible. So let's go ahead, take our last time out. When we come back from the break, we're going to announce our winners for Louisiana Tech and LSU Hoops for Disaster Relief Exhibition Game. And we're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7.
6: Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with the new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426.
8: What that happens all the time.
5: Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me.
8: My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield.
5: How would I know that?
8: Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass & Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out-of-pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks.
5: I'm going to Acme Glass & Mirror. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC.
11: Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat, and you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston we uh-huh.
0: Keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, Lane Davis, and John
1: Tabor running the board. It's been a fun show tonight. You know, Obviously got an opportunity uh, to recap Louisiana Tech's 42-21 victory over the UTEP Miners Bulldogs now seven and one four and zero in Conference USA play. Got got to talk some Conference USA action. I know we didn't get the opportunity to talk with Nick Lewis of the Forgotten Five. We'll catch up with him in a couple of weeks. Certainly played the three word game. Scale of one to ten, it hit a home run. You can score it what you want. It'll be back. Yeah, it's coming back. Of course, I want to thank Tommy McClellan, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, for joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline to preview the matchup between Louisiana Tech and LSU, Hoops for Disaster Relief. Uh, our winners of the tickets, you can pick up your tickets in Ruston at the studio, at the Sports Talk 977 Studios. Our winners are Paul Willis and Rafe Simmies. Paul Willis and Rafe Simmies. You can pick up the tickets in Ruston at the Sports Talk 97.7 Studios. So, Lane, you look at this matchup between LSU and, and and Louisiana Tech. Obviously the Tigers come in, you know, twenty second in the country. Will Wade has done a fantastic job. Whether you like the guy or not, whether he's doing it in the most um cordial way. Cordial way or not, Will Wade can coach basketball. He's a soundbite waiting to happen. Uh Tommy mentioned the brunch that they're having with the coaches. I'm gonna have the chance to go to that. That should be fantastic. Uh, he's an incredible guy. Like I said, he's a soundbite waiting to happen. But LSU was in the Sweet 16 a year ago. Tech played in Baton Rouge, only lost 73-67. And I don't think it's crazy to say LSU's not as talented this year. They've right. lost a lot off that roster. I think they lost Waters and Naz Reed to the NBA. So I get it. It's an exhibition game. But like Tommy said, you play to win the game. You want to win over some fans. You
2: want to win. And he said there's going to be some high school kids, high school teams there. You know, they see Tech beat their state schools. I'm doing air quotes, state school. You know, that's big for Well, and
1: it can be not only recruiting, like, athletically, but recruiting in general. And fans, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like recruiting fans, recruiting students. Like, we know there's a big push at Tech to get more students as well. So, real quick, let's talk a little bit about this Tech roster. I'll just run down a few things. Tech will play 14 home games this year. Uh, before the bonus play. The bonus play will be back again this year. Re-explain that for some of the fans out there that may not get it. So the bonus play, here's how it works. play 14, or you play, I think it's 14 conference games, and then you have four bonus play games. And how those games are divided up, you're divided up 1 through 5, play one another, 6 through 10, and then 11 through 14. And obviously 11 through 14, you'll play one of those teams twice. But And the home games versus road games are decided on where you're seated at. So and the conference is trying to make an effort to get their best teams the best possible net, which replaced the RPI, to potentially get two teams into the NCAA tournament. Now, did it work last year? No, it didn't, but there also wasn't a 30-3 and Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. team that didn't win the league either. So you can't necessarily say if it was a success or failure. Yes, it cost more miles to travel, blah, 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 but I want to see if it'll work when you do have that one dominant team. I, I like the, intri- the intriguing side of it.
2: Yeah, I think it keeps everybody in it longer from an entertainment perspective, uh, makes the league a little more um, entertaining down the stretch uh, and a little more compelling to tune into, uh, even in those late stages where you have some, uh, some bad teams, some mediocre teams. Everybody kind of still feels like they
1: have a chance, and uh, like you said, they're trying to make it a two-bid league. Absolutely. And so you look at this tech team. uh, I mentioned there's 11 players on this roster that are juniors and seniors. Uh, Obviously, Day-Day Bracey is the name that Bulldog fans have grown to love over the years. Day-Day was picked as an all-conference performer. Uh, Derek Jean's back off of an injury. He missed his senior year last year. He'll be a fifth-year senior. Uh, Coach Conkle talked a little bit about him on the radio show, I believe it was last night. Just that gritty Good shooter, strong, just the pr- ultimate teammate, program guy, captain, uh, just a guy you want on your side. And and Derek Jeans not going to go out. He's not going to average 17 points a game, but he's going to score 10 points. He's a motor. He's going to have five rebounds. He's going to have four assists. He's going to guard the opposing team's best scorer. He's going to do the little things. He may
2: bake in a buzzer beater yeah. from time to time.
1: <laughs> he's been known to <laughs> yeah, do so. he known to do that. Like, just the ultimate team program yeah. guy that you want to model your roster after. Uh, a couple of new faces, uh, or I failed to mention, Xavier on Christian's back.
2: Uh, after he, a scary, scary incident there. Yeah,
1: a year ago. He's been cleared. Will he play in the exhibition? We'll see. Uh, I know they're going to try to ease him back into some things. Andrew Gordon's a West Virginia transfer, 6'10", 250 pounds. He's got two years of eligibility. He received a waiver to play last week, I believe. He's going to add an element to this front line with some physicality inside. Uh, Tech's not going to be smaller than anyone anymore, and I think that's the biggest thing that he's going to add.
2: Totally, yeah. Tech's been missing that piece in the middle over so many years, I think of a Gibby Ta- Talbot, a bigger guy, Gibby! not quite as athletic. I think of a Mike Kaiser, an athletic guy, not quite as big. I think of a Janiah White, an athletic guy, not quite as big. Um, so to have a, a mixture of athleticism and size is something that Tech has needed throughout the years and something that's hard to recruit uh, oh. into CUSA. Oh,
1: especially, yeah, especially with today's world of where every good player you get gets poached from the, pe- or the bigger programs. Totally. It's difficult to keep. Uh, some of those better players. And then, you know, there's a multitude of guys that you'll come to know. Caleb will do as uh, a McNeese transfer that'll be eligible. He led McNeese in scoring his first two years, can really shoot it from the outside. Uh, of course, Amari Archibald's older. He's a junior. Jacoby Pemberton's a junior. Mo Muhammad's a senior inside. Stacey Thomas is really growing up down low. Uh, you know, Kobe Williams is a freshman. You'll love his hair. It's red. <sighs> he's all about 5'10", a lot like Day Day, but I've been to a couple of practices, and let me tell you something. The kid can shoot, and I think he's got an opportunity to steal some minutes from some of the older players uh, just the way that he plays. And this Bulldog team was picked to finish third in the league in the preseason. uh, Season openers next Wednesday night. Crazy that basketball season's here.
2: Crossover season. Got to love it. Something every night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So next Wednesday they'll open the season on the road at Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh tech was able to take care of corpus christi last year in the TAC, uh but you know really think for me coming in this year it's a big year for Eric conkle it's year five tech's won 20 games in three of his four years but for me it's time to get over the hump it's time to compete for a it's, conference it's championship
2: a go or get out of the bathroom
1: yeah. yeah let's get it done and like i said 11 juniors and seniors go or get out of the bathroom
2: no doubt you're and an older team He's got all his players. You got
1: plenty of guard, like guard play wins in March. Well, you got six or seven guards that can play. Totally. So it's time for the Duncan Dogs to step up, and they're going to play an exciting brand of basketball. They're going to play a brand of basketball that's up tempo, high flying. They're going to press you. They're going to go a 10- or 11-man rotation. It's going to be really fun to watch, and I really encourage you to get out to the Thomas Assembly Center Saturday th- afternoon. Throw
2: up some prayers against the injury bug this year. Yeah,
1: <laughs> lift them
2: up. Lift them up because yeah. they need it. They got the talent. Can they all stay on the floor? That's the that's the question.
1: Absolutely. So certainly been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Tommy McClellan, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, for joining us. Uh, Lane, certainly appreciate you coming in. Uh, hey, been a anytime Bi-Week
2: Beck wants oh, to hey. go into his winter hole, I'm here.
1: Absolutely. So. For John Tabor, our producer, I'm Ben Carlo. We'll be back same time, same place next week. We'll see you.
0: for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acne Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Buildings. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7.
12: Altuve three sixty in the World Series, no homers though. That's why you give the edge to
9: uh, to now. I didn't realize right that. Now. Yeah, I didn't, you know what? He's I kept thinking I know he's had a big, big right, but World he has Series. no home runs or any RBIs. No. Yeah, it would be hard for him to win. But
12: in the postseason altogether, he's hitting 350, 353, and five homers. How huh. about that? This dude. There's been so many home
9: runs that uh-oh. it just that it just seems weird. Yeah. So we got a tie game in the first inning. Yep. All right. I can't believe you even threw it home. You okay? Let's squeeze one more in. Tim in Ohio, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Tim? Hey, how you guys doing? I really uh, respect your professional opinions that you guys give out.
10: Uh, I'd like to say if they they can just get by all the people, like, you know, Mayfield, he's saying this and that, Odell Beckham saying this and that. Play football, man. Concentrate on your job, what you're supposed to be doing, and, you know, maybe they'd be a little bit better. And then penalties is, it kills them. You know they do something; good. they shoot that, themselves in the foot.
9: Right, and Tim, thanks for the nice words. But you're right, penalties just take you out of it. it. It erases big plays, puts you in holes. It's that's that's bad coaching. That's undisciplined. Players have to know if I do something, I'm coming out. Right? No, there's no doubt. When you look at coaching, a
12: couple of the things you look obviously you look at execution. But execution manifests itself in penalties, bad execution, and turnovers. And the Browns are are tops in the league in both, right up there. And so that points to Freddie Kitchens. But like I said yesterday, I would give Kitchens this season, unless they learn lose like four or five straight or something, and you just get rid of him the season's over. But I would give him this season. You've got an easy stretch of games coming up. We'll see if they win them. But if he can't. Get this talented team to do something against this schedule, then you got to go. because well, coaches are too yeah. big in the NFL. A, a co- the right coach can turn you around in a
9: season. And the other thing Project. is, there's there's no five year plans. No, years. those that's days over. Those days are long gone. Right. And if you're not if you're not a part of the uh, solution, you're a part of the problem. And and that's why guys don't get who was the coach that they. That they fired in uh, in Arizona, Steve Wilkes. for one one Which season. I, I
12: did think was no, but I'm just saying, shady. but that's because he didn't have the players, right? But I'm Kitchen's saying that's the how players. they do it, though. Yeah, it's, nah, you're right. Is that they can pull a plug after one year? Well, quickly, right? Are you? And I'm not even trying to, you know, diss. Are you disappointed in the Jets? kind Of shopping a Jamal Adams. I mean, nah, that's
9: just football. That's just it's it's but like who if you players do it, uh, teams do it all the time in baseball. They put guys on the tr- waiver wire. No, I, I can it. pull it back. I want to see if there's any value, but here's the thing I don't have an issue with that. If They're I get not a first round
12: pick for Jamal Adams, I'm using that pick hopefully to get another Jamal Adams. You see what I'm saying? No, I understand, he's well, but, young, but it just uh,
9: why, him? but it also told you why. That they also didn't pull the trigger. No, but he's upset. It's gonna be interesting. He to has see. to get over it. It's it's called the nah, business I'll of football. You. All right,
12: all right. You gonna say that because you picked the Jets to make the playoffs? No, somehow. that
9: ain't it. You asked me for my opinion. I gave it to you. You still don't believe? It. I'm just saying. I'm. Who just are baffled. you working with, Pinocchio? I'm just baffled. I'm just asking.
12: <laughs> One in six. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I did when I heard you picked the Jets. Yeah, to make all right. it. <laughs>
9: no, that's what I did when you picked the Browns to make it to the AFC championship game. It's too
5: soon, bro. All
12: right. The football conversation will continue with former NFL general manager, Charlie Casserly. He joins us next, but first, it's our man, Ralph Irvin, with what is trending. Ralph, thank you very much, guys. They're still in the first inning in Houston, and it's been an
1: exciting one. Anthony Rendon with an RBI single gave Washington an early one, nothing advantage. But Houston came right back. George Springer a leadoff double for the Astros. A wild pitch sent him to third. And then Jose Altuve with a sacrifice fly to bring Springer home. And it's now tied at one with two out in the bottom of the first inning. Again, Houston still batting. Meanwhile, in the NBA, one game going on. And that has Miami with a 52-42 lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Two players, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, with 12 points. Three players for the Heat already in double figures as they have a 10-point lead. Again, three minutes to go before the half.
10: The NCAA governors unanimously voting to start the process that would allow student-athletes